the Academy Awards were last night. Dresses were worn, fists were thrown, uh, there was embarrassment, and Coda won Best Picture. Coda won. It sure did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we didn't think it would. I'm clapping inside you as we speak. Is clapping. You can't right. see this at home, that's boys right. and girls. That's right. But you can imagine it in your mind. You watch the Academy Awards. You know what that looks like. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We love Coda. We actually, on our last podcast, sorry, we didn't think it was going to win because it has no big name actors in it. What do you think? Put it over the top, Phoebe. I don't know, other than it was a very wonderful story that was a shining light in the middle of all of the Michigas that we're going through, mm-hmm. with COVID and yeah. Ukraine right? and all of that. And I'm also especially glad that we decided, after all, to have our Oscar party. How do we have a podcast about movies and not have an Oscar party? I'm especially happy that I won the Oscar poll. You did. She picked <laughs> 17 categories correct last night. It was incredible. Uh, way to do your research. I was going with my gut, uh, and my gut is never wrong. Well, for boys and girls at home, I think the trick is to look at the SAG-BAFTRA awards and uh, make some decisions based on those trends. That's but right. But I didn't get Coda right. I actually put my vote in for Power of the Dog. Me too, based on old information. Dad, what do you think? Oh, I voted for Power of the Dogs, too. But what's really weird is that my wife and I, after we saw Coda, we both said, this has such a great shot at winning. Mm. And we both zeroed in on Troy Kosser. Like, the guy was so funny. He was amazing. He was. I'm so glad he won. And what else I benefit from is that both my dad and my husband, Joshua, are actors that are members of SAG, so we get all the movies. They yell about directors, yell about the plot, yell about the acting, but they also talk a lot, but mostly Joshua and Phoebe yell about the movies. And, uh, and, And your dad is who? Let's introduce your dad for the folks at home on this podcast. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, this is George Kamek, my father-in-law, Phoebe's dad uh, for her entire life, as far as I know. And uh, he's, uh, he's a Broadway actor and uh, a legend, and uh, he looks good. I'm not just a Broadway actor. Oh, okay. SAG-AFTRA. SAG-AFTRA oh. actor. Yeah, I did see him on... a soap opera. I, I did see him on Pete and soap Pete one time. That was he was fun. on Pete. Pete, played, Pete was fun. He played Shrek on uh, oh, Pete and Pete. Right. Yeah. The first Shrek, the original Shrek. <laughs> yes, not. I was I was too old for the show, but I've seen it on YouTube. That's X a fun. is the number of ducks in a pond. Ducks in a pond. Ducks in a pond. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Uh, okay. And with that said, let's talk about Coda, a, a film about a deaf family trying to uh, fish in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know. That's a pretty incredible thing. It was. Uh, and I think it was so well written that they put the obstacles right there, right in front of us all. And um, when they lost their license because they couldn't hear, it was the Coast Guard. They couldn't hear them. And, um, and, and just because of the absence of the daughter. Mm. Uh, Dynamic. Just so well written and and deserve it. I, I think it really deserved to win. Uh, why why I didn't pick it? Because unknowns and just something so new. Mm. Uh, 
should have had the confidence and uh, I let it go. Uh, I, I agree. I went against my instinct and all of the research that I did and went with Power of the Dog. I thought it would go to Jane Campion, who's incredible. Plus, that movie was just a beautiful painting. And not that Coda wasn't. You know what? I think Coda was too much of a redemption story that I thought it would win. Usually, you know, I think the very profound movies are sort of coming through the lead. For example, like The Piano versus What's Love Gotta Do With It? You know, The English Patient. Why did that win? Because it was very important. Um, so A film so exciting they made fun of it on an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think with Coda, the conflict felt real. It wasn't like the, this old trope of like, we got to raise $100,000 to save grandma's house or something. You know, it was a real conflict. Like, stay here, go to college. Uh, you can hear, we need somebody who can hear. We can't afford to hire someone else. And they had a crazy family. You know, mm-hmm. coming from a crazy family myself, I know it's not easy to find someone else to basically essentially become part of your crazy family and work mm-hmm. in the family business, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, so like... I can really, uh, really relate to that. Conflict it, felt real. And it also made the the comments from Frank Rossi, the Troy uh, Kasser character, those off-color comments just cracked us up. Yeah, the uh, dad and the mom and the brother who were all deaf. Yeah, they were, they were really... Without a word. Really, really yeah, I mean, crude. They were words, but, you know, hand words that nobody else could read. So, I mean... Right. You had to read it, but, you know. It yeah. Like watching a foreign film. Exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, they were the definition of a uh, blue collar, but not like, uh, and it, looking down on them way, but like, this is, this is what they know. And, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to take that away from them? You know, like I love when, uh, she was translating for her dad, the star of the movie, Amelia Jones playing Ruby Rossi was translating for her dad at this, uh, big meeting, council meeting of all the local fishermen. They were trying to charge them extra money. And I forget what she said exactly, but basically what her dad said translated into uh, "screw you guys." I'm gonna I'm gonna sell my own fish. Oh right, right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just so well done. Every moment that they had, every emotional scene that they had, I really felt them deeply. Namely, when her father puts his hands on her vocal cords. To hear her That's right. sing That's right. in his way. And that was so... And she's singing. I'm going to get choked up even talking about it. She's singing, you're all I need to get by. And he can mouth read and lip read yeah. what she's saying. And the family really needed her. Mm. They really needed yeah. her. But they really loved her. And they know that, that she was good based on the feedback that was in the room. And then he went, reached out as much as he could to hear mm. her talent. I'm getting choked up. It was a beautiful movie. It yeah. Was. Yeah. I'm, the only film with, with uh, themes like this, uh, I'm reminded of that old film, October Sky, that I loved about oh. the about the kid who worked with his dad in the coal mines, but he, you know, wanted to go to college too. He wanted to get out of this small town. Mm. He wanted to escape like his, his, uh, his father's burdens, uh, and like goals for him, you know, cause you're going to do like your dad did and your dad did before you. It was kind of the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a fisherman. I came from like a long line of fishermen. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's what she thought she had to do. Yeah. Rudy too. Rudy's another, uh, yeah. Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another film where he just... And that one won Best Picture, too, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
How about that scene when they can't hear the Coast Guard coming oh. in and then the Coast oh. Guard pulls up? It's kind of an action scene, actually. And their genuine fear and shock when they appeared there and then they explained that they were deaf. Yeah, and, and the daughter was uh, off with the private music lessons with the excellent choir director, who was not gay, by the way, apparently. I was really surprised by that. <laughs> Didn't you think he was gay? Eugene George, Gerbez. did you think the guy was gay? Uh, did I think he was gay? In, in the movie, you know? No. Didn't you think he was acting... I had assumed yeah, that he was a gay professor. Right. I, don't I thought know so. Why. I, well, just because he was... He had a very... He was like, you are going to get this lesson correct. Like, that kind of focus. <laughs> you know, it made me... Anyway, uh, we, he had a family, uh, and so she was away I getting was music away lessons. from the make a move on her. You would? Yeah, I was. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. At some point. So you thought of it the other way. It seemed too good to be true. I was waiting for the twist, waiting for the drama. The twist with the music teacher. I actually didn't, it didn't occur to me that the music teacher was going to abuse, but I can understand waiting for the other shoe to fall. Okay. Oh, you mean like uh, having such a genuinely altruistic character in the film, looking out for her, besides her family. Yeah. And like I was... Like I was telling George a minute ago, there was a scene, two scenes actually, where there's a lot of cliche moments. Okay, in in film history, like jumping off a cliff into water is kind of a cliche scene, like thing, like I want to break free my boundaries, you know, get out of here, get out of this small town. And so she took her soon-to-be boyfriend to jump off the cliff. First, they jumped off like a 10-foot cliff into the water, and then he... He's like, well, that hurt a little bit. And she was like, all right, now we're going for the big one. Big and then one. they jump off a 40-foot <laughs> cliff into the water. Right. <laughs> and uh, just breaking through the water, breaking the waves. I do know yeah. what you mean about cliche. Actually, the whole film, the whole story guide is is a pretty basic tale. Well-worn path, yeah. Yes. Girl grows up. First meets opposition from the family that is opposed to the change or because it impacts their lifestyle. And then they support her and then she has her supportive teacher. And the, the, There's even a boyfriend in there. And then the happy ending is, is she goes off. It's a pretty classic storyline. Why is this one so different, though? One of my first questions after seeing the film was, are these people really deaf? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there was such a, a communication without, then they are really mm-hmm. finding out that they were really deaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there's a definite reality that comes across there. But their, their sensibilities, the way they sensed things and communicated mm-hmm. was as if they could hear. So it challenged one of my own, I think, assumptions about hiring a person with disabilities because I don't know how many deaf actors there are in the industry. But I think I might have assumed that they wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a lot. And because of that, I was curious to see how the performers were. We all know, you know, historically, Marley Madden, um, Matlin, sorry. Yeah. The, the mother, Marley Matlin. We all know Marley Matlin from history and what a wonderful actress that she mm. is. But I didn't know about the other two actors because they were new. And while I was watching it, I was really impressed by how expressive that they were, how in tune to the roles and to the atmosphere that they were. And I thought they must be also naturals because they have to overcompensate to communicate 
without the ability to hear in an elevated way. I don't know if I'm saying that articulately, but what I'm trying to say is a deaf person's reliance to making their facial expressions animated, picking up on other people's facial expressions or movements or uh, nuances without the ability to hear, there's a acute training of being able to look at everything else, which I think naturally helps support, especially these actors in, in their acting. Yeah. And then uh, they, the, the, the film really lets you in. You can really feel the frustration of what it must like to be deaf when the brother wanting to relate to the other fishermen because he feels kind of estranged from them. Like they're trying to rip them off for the price of the fish they, uh, they sell. And, you know, they, he, he said they treat us like jerks or, you know, he signed that they treat us like jerks. Right. But, so he went off with the other fishermen to go to a bar and somebody uh, spills something on him. And then he gets into a fight. Oh, and, yeah, because yeah, he's like, he's like, what? He's like, he throws his hands up in the air. He's trying to sign. And the guy sort of makes fun of him and calls him a freak. So mm-hmm. you, it really brings you into the world of yeah. uh, trying to relate and trying to, you know, just be part of everything. I never saw a movie or read a book that elevated the importance of sign language being readily available in our society. Yes. I felt so bad for this family when they were in that meeting alone. I was felt so bad for that family when they couldn't any any time where they couldn't operate and function in society without the daughter mm-hmm. Ruby there to interpret for them. They just seemed so vulnerable and left out yeah and if what do you do if nobody knows how to sign what do you do that's the only way i remember when uh, when i was in pirates on broadway one day and maybe it happened a couple of times sure i'm sure it happened a couple of times where that was the special performance for deaf people and they had not one but two signers Mm -hmm. there next to each other, oh. uh, which even made it more uh, how real it was. When you watch a signer and you don't know signs, you know, you see the hands flying and it's like, what, what are they doing? Mm. But when you have two uh, signers sitting next to each other and it's exactly the same like a dance, yeah. uh, it, it's just so impressive to to watch. And you, it, it just it's a more of a clarity of uh, how important that is yeah. uh, more pointed. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's how I see it. Anyway. Yeah. Another strength about this film, I think, is the character development and how they really bring us into the family. We know their personalities. We feel that familiarity and that history. There's some really inappropriate, intimate things that are shared in there. <laughs> with, right, <laughs> with, with the parents like having sex loudly when she's bringing her, uh, her, 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 her duet yes. uh, partner home. Her yes. boyfriend. Right, well, right. soon to be boyfriend. I think, right. Yeah. I mean, we really feel like a part of this, you know, <laughs> sort of weird family. Right, and they're, you realize, like, they're weird, but that, that's all I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really uh, believed it. Yeah, their family yeah. was a family. Yeah, I mean, a family. Every, you know, everybody's, everybody's family isn't perfect. <laughs> everybody's family. And it was just so... Yeah. 
you know, just so entertaining right. uh, to see and, and, and comforting in a way mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, I'm not alone. And it was uh, also great to see how normal this family was. I mean, I was sort of anticipating that I was going to, the movie was going to be all in subtitles, which it really wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the same sort of ask that drive my car was of three hours of reading subtitles. It, it was, I'm confessing that it's, can be arduous for me depending on the movie some movies when it's like really good i can i don't even notice the subtitles are there and then other ones are like i just i just want to kind of like play around with my phone while i'm watching the <laughs> yeah. movie and i can't do that no. with this yes i uh, know and i don't curse you the whole entire rest of non-english speaking cinema <laughs> yeah but uh, this was different it's weird because it, it was english mm-hmm. but sign english so yeah. Also, can we talk about that, like, penultimate, like, just heart-ripping moment when she is auditioning for Berkeley Music School? It's, like, right after her her, her choir performance oh. where, like, her family's there and they see the audience reaction and they see how much everybody loves her. And, and then, then she's singing to them, I'm getting choked up again. Right. And then her dad has this, like, you know, heart-to-heart with his daughter where I... Can you guys remember what he signed to her exactly? Oh, this oh. is right. You already described it. She, he, he put her, his hands uh, on her throat, so yeah. she, and he wanted her to sing to him. And then the next day, he was like, "All right, that's it. We're we're taking you to this audition for Berkeley School of Music mm-hmm. that her, her choir director set up for him." Yes. And he kept texting her, "Oh, you can still make it. You can still make it." Mm-hmm. And she was going to quit uh, her dream of uh, uh, singing for Berkeley or wherever else. And just work for the family business because she thought she had to. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of guilt there. And there was some conflict with her brother who felt like he felt left out. Interesting abandoned. dynamic. So yeah. I thought the whole family would say, if you leave us, we're destitute. We right. can't survive without you. But the brother never said that. Right. The brother wanted her out. The brother didn't want her around. Uh, brother even said things like life was better before you were born. Yeah. More or less. Right. Oh, because she could talk, he could not. Yeah, of course. Yeah, jealousy comes in there and... Yeah, it's that whole, you think you're better than me kind of thing that family family dynamics have. Yeah, for sure. But there's some merit to that. I don't think he was just being a jealous brother. Her pursuing her dream actually was a healthy, natural, more organic transition for that family's, I guess, evolution. He wasn't just being mean. It actually was good for him that mm. she went off on her own. Yeah, and subplot, he hooks up with this girl that uh, is friends with her, which we we think is uh, going to be like the next member of the family and translate for them, although they never really wrap up that part of the story. Yeah. So not a perfect film, you guys. Uh, no, they uh, left it open. Yeah. They did leave that open. They yeah. left it open. See, the other thing that I really that I enjoyed was when they did win... And they all got on stage to accept yeah. the award. You could just feel the love these people yes. had for each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, Troy. Uh, he, he was just reaching out, touching other mm-hmm. other members. Yeah. 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 It, I don't speech. know. It touched me. His speech. What was it? What was? It? Oh, oh, oh my last gosh, night. Yeah. When he talked about his father. Yeah. yeah. And his father was deaf. What did yeah. he say, Dad? Do you remember? Uh, Okay. What did he say, Joshua? Do you remember? Um, no, I, I also can't remember. And uh, we're not going to look at everything because we don't have time. But 
Uh, he had was, an incredible story with his father. Yeah, what was it? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. <laughs> if you look it up, we'll get lost where we are. No, you, I'm good. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I wanted to talk about that uh, last scene where the family's racing to get her to uh, Berkeley music audition. She gets to the audition and she's unprepared. She doesn't have sheet music. And, oh, and right. The, the three people in the room who are auditioning her just are acting like she's a backwoods hick. They're looking at a resume and they're like, other than your recent choir, mm. uh, you don't really have much of a background in music. And she's like, is that a question? <laughs> is there a question? Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, oh, the lady at the piano is, is like, oh, I don't know that song, whatever song she selected. Did, do you remember the song? You're old. For, for the Berkeley School Oh, music? no, it was, uh, I looked at love from both sides. Now I'm getting choked up again. Sing it, Phoebe. Because she was singing Sing it, it to Phoebe. Sing it a little bit. I looked at life from both sides now. From win and lose. And still somehow with life's illusions. I recall, I really don't know life at all. And Coda, yes. Uh, and before that amazing moment, um, like the music teacher really kind of, you know, acted like another family member, really supporting her. Uh, he showed up with this weird rescue scene, which I don't know, actually could have happened, but it's nice when, when a character shows up and rescues her. He's like, no, I think I can play that piece. And he shows up and gets at the piano. And she starts off with this really flat performance. And then he like pretends to flub it so she can start over. I remember... <laughs> Remember? The speech, yes. Oh, okay. I remember the speech. He was talking about his father, who was the best signer in their family. That's right. That's right. But he was in a car accident. <gasps> yes. And became paralyzed from the neck down. He was no longer able to sign. So yeah. he said, Dad, I learned right. so much from you. I'll always love you. You're my hero. Yeah. So it was like, in his speech, you were like, wow, there's an even better movie within the actor himself. <laughs> yeah. But, Gosh. But, but like that song you were singing, in the middle of that, her family comes in in the balcony and she starts signing to them the lyrics to the songs also. And Dishon is singing and then the three people in the audience. She was singing it to them. To them. And not the audience. <laughs> the, the three judges like look around and realize what's going on. Yeah. It's like, it just feels like a real magical, yeah. magical So non- much heart. It's so, so much good. heart in that movie. Yeah. It, it was. Uh, we ma- needed it. We yeah. needed that. I'm so glad that yeah. that movie yeah. won because we need it. My gosh, the, you know, I'm choked up just mm-hmm. talking about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on me for betting on power. <laughs> 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 such, a, such a dark-hearted film. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> There's no way that we can talk about uh, the Oscars or our Oscar party uh, without taking a minute to say, Will! <laughs> Will! What? What did you do? Man, she must be mean at home. (laughs) Oh boy! Walked up to him and just said, "Don't ever say that about my wife." (laughs) I mean, he assaulted him. And walked back, and everything would be okay. I think Will had. I've been on your side. Yeah, I think Will had a couple of too many champagnes and limo on the way over. I think he had more than a couple. I think he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was I, uh, drunk. Yeah, it's too bad he didn't show up in Emmy War style, uh, uh, interrupt uh, Chris Rock's speech and go, hey, yo, 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 Chris Rock, I got something to say about that. 
and uh, interrupt I just want to um, see how Chris Rock actually responds. Like, is he going to show up on Saturday Night Live and do a spoof about it? Is he oh, going to work sure. it into an act? Uh, but uh, the best, the, but the best part was when Anthony Hopkins gets up and says, "Well, everyone, uh, I, it appears that Will Smith said it all." Remember? <laughs> 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 what? What grace and dignity, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I know. Yeah. I actually think that Chris Rock handled the situation as best as he could. Um, he definitely behaved as somebody that just got a bitch slap. He, he was like, yeah. oh, okay, let me focus and just deliver this award and get off of this stage. I'm cropping that one. I'm blowing that to an 8 by 10 Oh, wow. The slap heard round the world. Wow, we'll never forget it. You now know what else I hear? What? This Chinese food that's going uh, that's going cold. I think we should uh, eat it and celebrate okay. our, our Coda episode. That's right. Let's put a Coda on this Coda episode, you guys. Yeah. Coda! Uh, anyway, uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks to, George, to our guest. Thanks to our guest, George Kamek, all the way in from sunny Pennsylvania. Yep. That's thanks, right. Dad. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, oh, my thanks, pleasure. Dad. This is fun. Yeah. They yell about directors, yell about the plot, yell about the acting, but they also talk a lot. But mostly Joshua and Phoebe. Yeah.